Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health. Hey everyone, this is Tom Salemi. Welcome back. This is the Breaking Health Podcast, and we are here with our fantastic host, Steve Krupa. Hello, Steve Krupa. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. We have a, a, an AI-driven app conversation today, a little bit of Alexa for healthcare. You talked with Daniel Nathrath, the CEO of Ada Health. Uh, what do you think of, uh, of this company and the, and the general approach? I Look, I, it's the ability, basically, to in- interact uh, with an artificial intelligence where, where you can provide um, details about symptoms and uh, uh, in terms of how you're feeling and get a general get um, a general summary of what potentially you may be facing. Um, so it really is sort of a, a diagno- diagnostic tool. You could I could see this being used by physicians to uh, where they get into unfamiliar territory. I could see it being used by patients. Uh, or uh, consumers as an online application uh, as an alternative to going to WebMD and reading about all the horrible things that could be happening to you because, you know, it, you, you're lacking specificity as you read these uh, read these articles. Um, and, you know, I it's easy to download. Anybody could go on the App Store and download it. Um, I don't remember if it was free or a dollar or $2 or whatever it was, but I know I downloaded it and used it. And uh, it was it was actually a very good experience, and um, I kind of knew what I was expecting the answer to be, and in fact, the answer was what I expected. So, you know, as as I was putting the information in, so um, at least for me, uh, it delivered what was expected. And if you listen to the interview, it, they're putting a lot of time and energy in terms of building this intelligence uh, in in such a way that it can it can re, it can replace or augment. Um, you know, diagnosis of symptoms. Excellent. No, it's a it's a huge area, and I know they've received some sufficient funding. So uh, more than sufficient funding. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he's a German guy. He's come. He's in Berlin now. You'll hear that in L- London. But they're they're going to open an office in New York. And you know, everything that I that I can tell, uh, you know, they're succeeding. Someone else will be in New York, not not you, huh, Steve? No, I I I'm leaving New York for a little while. <laughs> Coming to Boston, baby. I'll be I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you will. All right, let's get into this conversation with Daniel Nathrath of Ada Health. Welcome to the Breaking Health podcast. I'm here with Daniel Nathrath, uh, the founder and CEO of Ada Health. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you for having me. We are uh, we are passing. We are we're talking across the Great Pond. Where are you? You're in Germany someplace. What town are you in? Yeah, I'm, I'm right now I'm in Berlin, Germany, where we have our main office. And you also have an office. Are you working at, you have people in, uh, in the UK, right? Is that right? Yeah, so we have, we have two offices in Germany. We have an office in London, in the UK, um, and we are just in the process of opening our US office. Well, it's cool. You sound like you're right around the block from me, so we've got some good sound <laughs> going. I wish. <laughs> as, uh, as over the internet, over the World Wide Web. And, and, yes. and, and with uh, with uh, all, all thanks to Skype. Um, I think I told you before we got on, I, I've I've um, I've uh, actually worked with your your application on my phone and we'll get to, you know, talking about what Ada Health is is doing 
um, and the, the application and the value to uh, healthcare consumers. But I I, I want to uh, let the listeners learn a little bit about you personally. Um, did you come to healthcare uh, through a personal story, or was there what 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 was the circumstances at which you you became a healthcare guy? So I uh, I come from a family of doctors. Uh, even my my great grandfather was was a doctor already. I actually uh, recently I did a little search on ancestry.com and I found uh, some documents of when he um, when he got off a ship in New York actually in in nineteen. Uh, 1906 or something. So uh, it's really uh, everyone in my family is a doctor. I was the black sheep in the family. <laughs> I became a lawyer first uh, and then sort of uh, realized law wasn't for me. Uh, spent a lot of years in, in business and technology management. And uh, seven years ago, I was approached by former colleagues. They, they told me uh, they've met some brilliant scientists who are working on something they, they believed could change the world. And they asked me if I was, was interested in helping them from the business side of things. And fast forward seven years, I'm still here. And somehow, uh, I don't know if it's the curse of my family, but somehow I have been uh, dragged back into the healthcare space. Yeah. It's quite uh, happy about it too. Yeah. Well, well yeah. And you spend enough time around, it's sort of like, it pulls you back in. And I'm sure... Even though you're not a physician, you're 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 in, a, in on familiar grounds, right? If that the, the circ, you know health circumstances are probably discussed around family gatherings for most of your life, right? Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's of course a, a different thing if you do it as um, as your main uh, job. And I, I, over the last years, I, ca I can say I've really developed a, a passion for it. And uh, since uh, you know, especially since we started putting our app uh, out there and getting hundreds of App Store reviews and mails and messages from people all over the world every day uh, who tell us how much it helped them. Uh, it's, it's really gratifying to see that um, you know all the years that we put into this actually uh, seem to have used, served a useful purpose. Uh, and, and you know, going back to my previous experience, my work experience as a lawyer and I worked in strategy consulting, which are all uh, useful jobs, but. Uh, I can't say that I was as excited getting up in the morning as I am uh, about doing what we're doing now. Cool. So it sounds like um, were the scientists in Germany? Is that why you started the company there? Was it because that was your home and you wanted to live there? What? Because I mean, you know, there it, obviously there's venture capital and startups being done all over the world. I'm just curious about uh, you know how you chose to start yours over in Germany. Sure. So. As you can probably tell on my accent, I'm, I'm originally from Germany. I, I tried to hide it, but I don't fully manage to. Uh, so at the time, I was actually just uh, coming back from a trip around the world uh, after I had uh, finished my last job. And um, uh, one of my co-founders, who's, who's a brilliant scientist, he's actually a grandson of a Nobel Prize winning scientist, Werner Heisenberg. Uh, not the Breaking Bad Heisenberg, but the original one. We know he, who Heisenberg um, is. <laughs> Is, we know um, both of them, actually. <laughs> he is. Um, he is. Uh, he's, he's based in Germany as well, and we had a, a team already working on a first prototype uh, when I when I uh, joined them. So it was a natural decision. Uh, we started the company in Berlin and Munich, um, and I have to say, uh, in hindsight, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. We could have started this company anywhere in the world. 
but I feel that uh, having started the company in Berlin uh, is actually a, a good thing. Um, it's probably not that known in the U.S., but Berlin has developed into one of the startup hotspots, uh, not only in Europe, but I would say even even globally. Uh, and we have really good conditions here. We have a, a brilliant medical school where we can source a lot of uh, talent in terms of the physicians that work on our team. Uh, and we have really a, a global uh, sourcing of exceptional um, software developers and talent on the, on the AI uh, uh, scene. And we're we're quite happy with um, the team we've put together here where about 100 people, uh, I think uh, at this stage from uh, more than 30 nations. So it's a really international team. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's been good. Um, and uh, But at the same time, we recognize clearly that uh, the, the topic that we are addressing is clearly a global one, and we uh, are therefore excited about uh, also opening our office in the U.S. very soon. Cool. Where are you going to go in the U.S.? You're going to East Coast, I would imagine, easier to get to, right? Yeah. So we were we so the current plan is to open it in in New York, uh, but we have been approached by um, uh, more than uh, 15 of the largest health systems in the U.S. who have tested our technology and have expressed strong interest in, in using it uh, for patient engagement, patient stratification, uh, and care navigation, uh, among other purposes. And uh, uh, those health systems are, are, are placed all over the country. So yep. we'll have to see. Uh, clearly, we also want to have our people close to uh, the people that we will work closely with. So wherever we open the office, I think a lot of travel will be involved. <laughs> Yeah. And well, I, I, if I can tell you one anecdote, when we, sure. we did a funding announcement a few months ago, and uh, I foolishly uh, mentioned in the funding announcement that we are planning to open an office in the U.S., uh, I think half a day later, I had 23 LinkedIn messages uh, and somehow also several calls from real estate brokers in New York. Uh, I, I'm really impressed by how they, uh, you know, how on the ball they are, but yep. it, it started getting a little, a little much. So, well, if you decide uh, to go to New York, um, I'm really a New Yorker, and I'll, uh, I'll help you find a good place to go. Um, they're, excellent, they're, thank you. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot. I mean, Brooklyn is turning into, you know, a cool place to build software, really. Uh, in yeah, New York. yeah. This is actually something we're we're strongly considering. It's uh, we've looked at some of the. Uh, sort of uh, startup spaces there and, and they look great. Very cool. So let me take you back to a question. You, you said when you got introduced, and I'm, we're going to dig into the product really soon. I, you said that uh, you would you would sort of got pulled into this by people that said, hey, we have this these really extraordinary scientists and this technology. We want to build a company around it. <clears throat> My first question whenever I hear something like that is, was it a technology that was developed specifically for what you're using it for today, or was it a technology looking for a use case? That is a really good question. So at the time that we uh, started the work on it, it was more of a uh, result of actually many years of basic research into how human thinking works. That's really sort of where the roots of our company are. And um uh, one of my co-founders, actually both of my co-founders are, are brain scientists, um, and 
one of them had really spent many years examining uh, what actually happens in the brain, how do humans think, how can we then uh, translate how human intelligence works to how machine intelligence could and should be working. Uh, and that was sort of a generic starting point, but uh, while thinking about the, the, the problem, uh, very quickly um, it crystallized that medicine was uh, really the the perfect um, uh, the perfect uh, sort of space to apply the, the the findings of the basic research to um, and uh, specifically uh, what we uh, set out to tackle was the the problem of misdiagnosis. How does a really good doctor actually arrive? at the right diagnosis. And we, we spent a lot of time um, examining that, uh, trying to work with some of the best doctors in the world, I would have to say, in, in the field of neurology, which is where we first uh, developed and tested our early algorithms. Um, and, and we really um, uh, were, for the first few years, uh, our main focus was not on a mass consumer app, but we really uh, spend most of the time on how do we how do we tackle the issue of diagnosis uh, first with specialists and then when we saw that this worked really well uh, the specialists we worked with told us that a new young doctor who would join the department would need six months to get anywhere close to the level of accuracy that the software we were providing them with uh, already had uh, then we then we decided okay well let's look at where does most misdiagnosis happen? It's really in, in general practice because a general practitioner needs to um, know everything. So we decided to uh, widen our medical knowledge base. And only, only about just over a year ago, we decided to uh, also make the technology available in a, in a much simplified interface to patients, which is the current ADA app that you tried and uh, that has been downloaded several million times now in just over a year. And, that has become the number one ranked medical app in 130 countries. Cool. You know, I, 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 so here's what I'll say to you, and then we'll get into the product. You know, I, I did download the product, and I worked with it. And, I, and the interesting, it's interesting listening to you because I remember as I was doing it, I, I, I felt like it was asking me questions that I would expect it to ask me. And I, I feel like I was very comfortable with it. You know, I was like, oh, that, that question makes sense, right? So it, it, it did feel like uh, a little bit now that I think back on it, um, like I was at a doctor and they were at, and they were, and they were asking me questions about symptoms. So, um, why don't you tell, tell us about the app? It's, it's a cool app. I, I, I ran through it. It didn't take very long. Um, and, uh, and it, uh, it definitely, I think, pr uh, provided a valid result result for what I was, uh, what I was describing. So. So just take us through, you know, how the app works. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's really just like you uh, just described. Uh, the idea is to make it really easy and simple for anyone. Nobody needs to learn an, a complicated user interface or anything. The idea is that it works just like a friendly conversation with your trusted doctor. Um, and the way that, you know, a, a, a good experience with a doctor would work is, uh, A, that the doctor would listen, B, that the doctor ask you the right questions and see that the doctor arrives at the right diagnosis. Um, and this is, this is 
pretty much, uh, you know, very much analogous to how the experience with ADA should be. Uh, you start with what a doctor would call the presenting complaint, uh, basically the, the symptom that's bothering you the most and which is probably the reason that you're picking up the app or that you're considering going to the doctor. And then always based on the bits of information that you've given the system, the next question is dynamically uh, computed in order to rule out uh, more serious diseases um, and in order to end up with the right triage advice to give you pointers and what the right next step is. Uh, and to also give you an idea of what the uh, condition might be that might be causing your medical problems. Yeah, and and that, and 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 you decided to release it as a because I I as I went through it I I was thinking to myself this would be v very valuable for a triage nurse to have. Um, you decided to release it as a consumer application. Is that is that the beginning or is that really the product you're looking to perfect as you evolve the business? So we have we have various products. Uh, as I, as I uh, briefly mentioned, we actually started uh, with the first thing that we developed was a decision support, very sophisticated decision support software for um, specialist doctors, which we then uh, adapted for general practitioners. Um, and certainly the technology that we've built, the medical knowledge base and the reasoning uh, can be used to upskill uh, and, and better inform anyone from a consumer to a nurse or pharmacist to a general practitioner and ultimately even specialists can benefit from it. And some of the projects that we're currently uh, uh, working on uh, are in fact focused on uh, helping nurses, pharmacists and community health workers to help uh, patients get better care. If you look at it from a global perspective, uh, there's, a, there's a shortage of uh, 7 million doctors already now worldwide. And if you look at the shortage of health workers, it's even bigger. And uh, we don't even have to look as far as Africa, uh, where, where this is very evident. Uh, but even, even in, in, in richer countries like the US um, and uh, uh, Germany and the UK, uh, wait times for a doctor appointment can, can, be, can be many weeks. So uh, clearly there's a, there's a need to get information fast uh, without having to wait a long time and to make the right call about whether you should go to the doctor or not. And the feedback that we get from users is that that, that is ex actually extremely valuable to them. We get feedback every day where people tell us, uh, thanks to your app, uh, I, 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 you know, I made the call to go to the hospital. If I hadn't done that, I don't know if I would be alive now. Uh, so, so it's really that is really uh, the kind of impact that we want to achieve, and uh, we do it not only by helping patients, but also by helping nurses um, and, and and doctors as well. Hey, folks, this is Tom. We're going to take a quick break from this conversation about Ada Health to remind you that the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit is happening on October 11th in Boston. Please go to dhis.net, that's the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit site, dhis.net, to register. The registration is open. We are, uh, we are getting folks coming in, so uh, this one does sell out. So please register sooner rather than later. Now we'll get back into this conversation. Can you take us through what, where you expect the business model uh, to go? I, didn't, I, I was able to download the app uh, 
without any cost. Um, so there's, there's obviously uh, value, delivering a lot of value uh, to consumers. Where, where do you think the ultimate revenue opportunities for you will be? Yeah, so there, there are various uh, revenue opportunities. They are, uh, most of them will be uh, on the B2B, or if you, if you want to call it that B2B2C side of things. Uh, we are getting approached by uh, large stakeholders in the healthcare industry, be they health systems, health insurers, governments, NGOs, uh, who really want to provide better care navigation to the to their uh, to their customers or patients, um, and uh, clearly there there's a huge cost saving opportunity here. Um, if oh, if I only look at the U.S., uh, I read that um, overuse of uh, the emergency room alone is a 38 billion dollar problem, and if you look at all these sort of inefficiencies that exist because people simply don't know uh, where they should be going. Uh, so they go to the wrong specialist that, that causes cost or they delay going to the doctor or they, they go when they really shouldn't be going. All these things ADA can help with and can basically uh, help uh, act as a pre-primary care filter that supports the system, lowers costs, uh, makes the doctor's job easier and gives the patient convenience. Can we just talk uh, a little bit? Well, I, just, I, I actually want the, the listeners to understand, like I use the application. I put a simple uh, symptom in there. And what the application then did was come up with, with um, questions to ask me. And as I answered those questions, yes, or yes, no, or don't know, I guess were the three options that came up for me continued to ask a series of questions and as i saw the question it's very cool i would recommend anybody to, to, to try it as the questions came up it would ask me questions that at least as i was answering them seemed logical and and and, and relevant and then ultimately it, it got to the point where uh it felt like it had enough information to give me a sense for uh for what may be the problem um and the answer seemed logical right so um, it's using a form of of uh, artificial intelligence to do that, and when I think about that, uh, I think about things like IBM Watson, and I think about uh, Google and uh, Amazon recommendations. In the sort of uh, world of AI, you know, where does where where is your engine sort of uh, deriving its its uh, its, its approach from? Um, it's really a, uh, what we have developed is really. Um our own proprietary development. Uh, we uh, certainly are aware of what else is going on in, in this space. One of the um, individuals who invested in our funding round is the AI entrepreneur, William Tunstall Pedo, who um, basically developed the AI behind Amazon's Alexa. He, um, he's a, he was a Cambridge UK-based computer scientist who developed a, a an AI software called Eevee, uh, which was probably quite a bit smarter than Siri, uh, and which was then acquired by Amazon, and he worked there for some years. Uh, William uh, is, a, is obviously a very experienced uh, expert in this field. He had looked at other healthcare efforts um, that called themselves AI, um, but he didn't feel that they actually were. 
um, and he looked at our technology and and then kindly decided to invest. And not only that, he also decided to support us uh, as an advisor. Uh, so uh, it's interesting because he said that he can see uh, quite a few parallels to the AI he, he developed for Alexa. Um, but uh, fortunately, he's very positive about what we're doing. And um, so if you ask me, you know, what are, what are sort of similar approaches uh, from what I've been told, uh, that would be one example. You're moving, in, you're coming to New York, you'll be in Berlin, you'll be in, um, in London. My guess is that you'll be running around, people are going to be calling on you because the application is very cool. Um, and I'm sure our listeners would like to know more about what you're doing. So what, what's the best way for them uh, to find you on the internet or, or elsewhere? You, I know you've got uh, your website. Are you Twitter? Are you a, a Twitter guy? LinkedIn? Uh, uh, do you have a blog, et cetera? Let us know wh- where, where they can find out more information. So, um, yeah, I'm, I have accounts everywhere and I, you know, when LinkedIn, I think of, uh, a couple of years ago, they sent around emails, uh, congratulations, you were our user number. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was a very low digit number. So I'm, I'm the kind of guy that registers for anything that looks interesting and tries it out. Um, but I have to admit, I'm, I'm not active on Twitter. Uh, I, I probably had some old embarrassing tweets about soccer uh, that I eventually decided to delete. Um, our, our company, of course, has a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a LinkedIn presence. I'm on all these platforms. Uh, the easiest way probably to connect with me for business purposes is, is via LinkedIn. Um, and uh, I'm always impressed. Some people manage to figure out my email address, which is daniel at ada.com, by the way, <laughs> if someone wants to reach out directly. There you go. Um, or uh, uh, or uh, my phone number even. Uh, the real estate brokers uh, were surprisingly good at, at, at getting that done. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, thank you for joining me. I, I think it's, I, I would say to anyone listening, the best way to sort of experience this, it takes about 10 minutes, is just download it and check it out. Um, it's definitely uh, unique. And uh, thanks for spending time with me, Daniel. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much, Steve. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, that is a wrap. Thank you, Breaking Health Podcast listeners, for joining us on the podcast. It's great to have you here. It's great to have you subscribe. It's great to have you give us a ranking on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. All of that helps. So does telling your friends. So does reaching out to me. I am at MedTechTom on Twitter, or you can reach me at Tom at HealthAG.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters E-G-Y.com. HealthAG is the company that produces the Break Health Podcast and, of course, the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit is happening on October 11th in Boston. Go to dhis.net to register. People are already registering, as I've said previously and always say, this does sell out, so I don't see a real valid reason for waiting. So go to dhis.net, register for the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit, and we'll see you in Boston, my hometown. 